Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt Emily. Hi, everyone. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 154. That's a big number. Emily, do you agree? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was going to say it was more than three years worth of episodes, but then I was trying to do the math and then I realized it was less. Um, uh, it's like too short, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think this actually, so I, this, yeah. Given that we, given that we skipped two weeks in December, this actually might be our third, uh, third uh, year show. <laughs> really wow. under hyped, but it's possible. <laughs> Well, we started, all right, all right, let's get to the math portion of the podcast. We started in, okay. we started uh, March something, and this is going to come out February 25th, so it's kind of a weird, not quite the same day, but it might be, you know, if it's 156 episodes, that's, or 154 plus two missing, that's, right, does that work? <laughs> 52 weeks I think, in a year? I think, it, I think it's correct. I, I think it's, I, I also will say we recorded multiple episodes before. We started releasing them so we definitely started recording in in february february of uh 2018 i have that right <laughs> three years ago here's 20, to, as, as we were discussing before this episode started time has no meaning anymore yeah that's true uh speaking of no meaning let us bring on our guest <laughs> <laughs> Let's, I, okay, that's not it. Speaking kid, of a I lot tease, of meaning. I kid and I tease. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, if I were to really think about it, probably the person, is this the person I've known the longest to be on the podcast, uh, overtaking anyone else I've that we've had? Possibly. Uh, please welcome to the podcast stage, Sue Ishak. Hey, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me Hi, on. Um, suck it, all other guests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the other guests suck i didn't realize that i was um your third year possible anniversary and and longest known person well we don't talk about we don't talk about these things ahead of time <laughs> so it and was also, a wonderful I, surprise for me as well i will say that both both things i really thought about as we were as we were introducing this whole thing i was like hey you know this is probably three years and then i thought I have to give you an intro. <laughs> and I was like, because I want to say we've known each other since like seventh grade, right? That's yeah, correct. that sounds about right. So uh, I think that beats the next person by like a couple of years. Awesome. That's sweet. I'm super um, excited to be here. Long term. Uh, we're listener, very excited to have you. Yeah. Yes, you are a long time listener, first time, first time caller. Uh, I, people... I have listened to every episode, although I am usually running about like four to six weeks behind schedule. So. Mm -hmm. That's At fair. some point, I will have listened to every episode. Just well, let's hope your topic isn't X-Men films or whatever, <laughs> air fryers. I did, <laughs> I did check just in case, but I was pretty positive that no one has ever wanted to talk about this topic. So mm -hmm. I'm good. Well, we will be sure to get to that surprise topic later, which brings me to what this podcast is about. Emily, do you want to tell the fair listener what we are, what this podcast is about? Yes. Um, yeah. So the, the, what you're listening to right now is a podcast called TVD. And you might think it's spelled the letters T B D, but listeners, you will be wrong. It's T E A B D because we're drinking tea. I also have juice, but I'm also drinking tea. 
and that tea is a secret for now, but we each have TE and it's called TBD because we don't know what we're going to talk about. At least Matt and I don't know what we're going to talk about later in the topic section. Sue, I would think knows what she's going to talk about, but we don't know yet. She told me, she tells me she's got this, she's had this one yeah. on lock for a while. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote down a small agenda with notes. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I'm so prepared. <laughs> Nothing like a syllabus. Uh, <laughs> um, great explanation. Um, uh, how's everyone doing? Thanks. I'm great. I'm doing really well. I um, Can I tell you guys my t how I feel about time travel is it these days? I, I basically completely conflated the Trump presidency with COVID. Like I've kind of, the line got blurred so hard for me that I was like, I can't believe COVID's been around for four years. It hasn't been. It's been, a, well, depending on how you do the math, about a year. Um, but that's, I, I had this weird thought where I was like, I can no longer detach like the four years that we had that president and the one year that we were all not allowed to go anywhere. Yeah, it's sort of all kind of rolled into one big collective traumatic experience. <laughs> yeah, I did not expect it to to merge that way with, with my brain, but it has. Um. <sighs> You guys have any fun thoughts like I do? <laughs> um, I got I got both vaccines. And I just got to wait like five more days, and then I'm I'm gonna go get myself a pedicure. <laughs> Yay! Congratulations. Neat. That's how I'm cel celebrating my immune system being boosted. Sweet. Nice, nice, nice. No. Yeah. Got to treat yourself. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing you guys are gonna do when you get the vaccine? That's an excellent question. Mostly because it'll probably be late summer by the time it comes to Maine and to my demographic. Mm -hmm. So not really make it planned yet. Um, mm -hmm. Might go to a bar, might just walk around at my workplace and be able to have a conversation with colleagues again. That'll be nice. We'd nice. love to go shopping in person. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, what is it? Basically just doing something that's... Because the thing is, is that every uh, everything is still... The way it's yeah all the stores are still the way the stores are it's just like doing it without fear right like that's mm -hmm. <laughs> or with less fear yeah yeah for sure i could go shopping now yeah. but i'll feel weird about it everyone will look at me weird i might not be able to try stuff on some stores aren't letting you do that now so it's just not really the same experience i'm not gonna feel great about it they're not gonna feel great about it i might as well just shop online yeah, it's like i can go to a mm -hmm. I was gonna say I can go to a bookstore and touch every single book. <laughs> I wonder how they'll react to that. <laughs> um, Sorry guys, you, I'm vaccinated, just <laughs> touching stuff over here. You could do that if you wanted to like force yourself to then have to buy all those books. Like, oh no, I, I touched all of these lovely titles that I really wanted to get. Oh, I guess I'll have to buy oh, a whole no, bunch I'm of new just books. Buy them all. I, mean, I will say for the sake of being scientific, you act, they actually haven't proven you can't carry the coronavirus with, with the vaccine. So actually I saw, I did not read the article today, mm. but I saw, according to a study out of Israel, that that it is 89% effective to, from stopping the spread. Yeah. Um, CDC guidelines are still the other way, but yeah. I mean, they, they're working on figuring it out, but Israel is the big test case because they vaccinated like a huge portion of that country. Um, I was reading it. I was also reading an article this morning about this very thing. And I was actually kind of shocked that like, I didn't realize it was, it, they hadn't figured that part out yet. Anyways, uh, I want to, I just want to go to concerts and movies and things like that again. So I feel like that's not going to be for a, 
a long, long time. That actually would be nice. I did have tickets to go see Coheed and Cambria, um, I guess, in September, whenever that was, September 2020. And like every day of the pandemic that went by, I was like, come on, it's like a little bit further, you know, like we can solve this, like we can have some sort of outdoor concert, like, come on. And then eventually they canceled it. And I have no idea when they're going to come back through that location. And yeah. it was a, um, it was like a wrap up tour for one of their, they're like retiring another one of their albums. So I don't know if they'll even bother to go do that again. I actually had a very similar experience where I had concert tickets for last um, June and then I got and then pretty early they were like okay we'll move it to September and I was like neat we'll be over yeah, this by September we'll yeah and how then, long could it take and then they like canceled it in like September and then they were like we don't know when but it was supposed to be this band's like farewell tour overall and they were also going to play an album like in its entirety and then just be like we're done and so I still oh. hope they do it they printed out shirts that said like whenever the band started like it was like 99 or like 2000 or something and the shirt said like 2000 to 2020 like as if it was a tombstone <laughs> and then they like were selling this merch creepily apt and I was like hmm, I'm not buying them I'm not buying the merch <laughs> yeah not um, after the year I, we've just had that is too soon yeah I had tickets to see Taylor Swift's lover tour in uh it was in Foxborough Stadium um in for August of 2020 and they canceled the show saying that they would move it to next year and now I still don't think it's going to happen this summer yeah. and she also has so many new albums out <sighs> but she's uh, like top do? of her game so she'll come back around you don't have to worry I about know her. I will say vaccines do sound like the, the latest news I saw was that they're running a little ahead of schedule now like they flipped course we were behind now we're kind of a little ahead maybe <laughs> yeah for sure eventually we're we'll all sort of figure it out and logistics won't be so much of an issue anymore Mm -hmm. um, I certainly don't mind waiting. There are plenty of people that need it sooner than I do. So I guess I can like not go to bars for a little bit longer. It's fine. I um, I don't know what Maine's rules are. The only reason I got it is because I have to work with kids. So mm. I don't know, since you, you have students in a lab. That's true. We're, um, so for anybody that, that doesn't know, I'm not actually a comedian. So if uh, for any of the listeners at home, like, please don't laugh at any of this because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trained in humor. Um, serious podcast, no laughing. Podcast. <laughs> um, all jokes are accidental. So I'm, yeah, I'm a research scientist and I have a, a microbiology lab, but it's called, um, or it's classified as a biosafety level two, which means that some of that stuff could infect us, but it wouldn't be that bad. And we probably wouldn't spread it around to other people and there's a treatment available, but it means that it's like stomach bugs and stuff that you obviously don't want to get ever. So uh, we have like better ventilation systems and we have to wear like lab coats and gloves. Um, and we've got, you know, little disinfectant sprays that we're supposed to spray down everything that we do. And we're not supposed to like get up in each other's face or eat stuff in the lab. So the only thing that we really had to do was just try to limit occupancy and wear face masks. So we've been able to get some work done technically, uh, but it's been like really bonkers trying to predict when supplies will be available sometimes or mm -hmm. when they'll arrive on shipments sometimes because the post office has been just like really, really decimated over the last last year um, intentionally and they have not exactly recovered. So sometimes my stuff will show up in two days and sometimes it'll show up in two months. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been really weird. Um, hmm. 
Well, yeah, I told like, you it wasn't going to be funny. Hopefully, I was, hopefully the post <laughs> office a gets a, a little bit better, a little better as they get their money back as they start getting funded again. <laughs> Remember when they were defunded? That was a weird thing. Yeah, that was a, probably not the best times. decision. Yeah, um, I can't say it was. I, I'll be honest, and I feel weird saying this now. I, I've always disliked the post office in that I've always found at least the one near me to be very at service and my mail carrier not very good at um, delivering mail but I feel like I can't complain about it right now because we're on we're supposed to all be on team post office and be sad about it but I've always had a bad post office (laughs) (laughs) um wow hey is it time do you think it's time I think it is all right ah is it time are you ready I'm not ready tea talk tea talk tea talk tea Wow, that was so Air loud. Polish in a cup. Zoom freaked out about that. By the way, I love your glass. The it's it's like it's Christmassy, I think. Yeah, it's little Christmas gnomes. And it's like mm, kind of a frosted festive. glass. I like it. I, I'm into it. I meant to compliment it before we started recording, but since I'm seeing it again now, I'm complimenting it now. Yeah. You <laughs> well, can hear the cheer in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're talking tea today. Um, Emily. You know, we're- <laughs> We're gonna go ladies first. Sure. Uh, I, I feel like I am always last. <laughs> I feel like that's a that's a theme with the tea talk. Do you not feel that? You gave me a stare. <laughs> Sue. Okay, we're going Sue first. All right. You have um you've been a longtime listener. I sure have. And a dear listener. And now it's time for you to talk about your tea. I'm so excited to do that. And I, so I have my tea. I'm going to hold it up to the um, webcam that none of you can see. Uh, It's in my little science mug. So it's a beaker. So I know exactly how much tea I am consuming. Um, And you'll notice it's a very lively, like yellowish orange Mm -hmm. color. Yeah, it's very festive. So today I'm drinking uh, Plum Deluxe Hello Sunshine Herbal Tea. And I did try to find some coffee, but I'm, I think this might've been a seasonal tea. I don't think the coffee is, is there anymore. So please feel free to like ad lib some copy if you if you see fit. Sun, sunshine. Um, yeah, it will brighten sunshine. up your day with its citrusy flavors and uh, lively taste. <laughs> yeah, they do instruct you to sit and sip for invigoration and renewal. Okay. Do you feel invigorate, invigorated and renewed? I do. Um, I'm still early on in the cup, so I don't know how much I have to drink for full renewal, okay. uh, but I feel like I'm getting there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the full dose is recommended. <laughs> uh, I look like you have 200 milliliters in that glass to drink. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And actually, um, I prepared ahead of time because I wasn't sure how much I'd be drinking. So I actually have a, mm-hmm. um, like a travel mug that's full of tea to keep the rest of it warm so that I can then pour into my science mug as I go along. So I You're an two- expert. Yeah, <laughs> I, make, I make two teas and I have one that's I put in this like, uh, yeah, thermosy cup that I keep and then I refill. And I also have a fun mug today. Mine's a potted plant one though. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, um, yeah, I didn't want it to get cold because it's supposed to be a nice warming, invigorating tea. Yeah. Um, Sue. So this name was called, this tea was called Hello Sunshine. Um, Hello Sunshine Herbal Tea. And I've got the ingredients list if you'd like oh, to hear what that love, is. I would, would love to hear those ingredients. Okay. Um, sunshine is not in here at all. Oh, um, darn it. That's I know. Weird. I was a little disappointed. I assume there's love, but it doesn't actually say love on here. But officially we've got Honeybush Tea. Okay. 
uh, turmeric, which would give it that nice um, goldeny color that it's got. Cinnamon chips, lemongrass, black peppercorns, and then maple slash walnut extract. Hmm. I assume it's a slash because they maybe ran out of space on the label because you don't really have maple slash walnut. Usually you have one or the other or both. Yeah. You would think it would be maple and Mm -hmm. walnut. I think they probably did run out of room because I think it's supposed to say love and gratitude on there too. Yeah. If I know my there's no, there's no hint of gratitude at all here. It does say on the, the little sticker, it says say um, hand blended fresh with heart. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, thinking about this ingredient list, do you taste the turmeric? I definitely taste the, the turmeric. Um, I don't know if I can taste the what else is in here? The peppercorns, but you can definitely see the peppercorns. Mm. And I can for sure taste the cinnamon. It's a very light cinnamony. It's not very, um, uh, it is spicy, but it's not very spicy. It, it just kind of collectively gives you like a nice um, warming sort of like, you know, holiday, like a yeah. Thanksgiving holiday feel to it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, when you When you did describe the list, it sounded like a spicy tea not like hot but like full of spice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's how you get invigorated (laughs) for sure yeah it's it's very flavorful i like it um Um, and it doesn't have caffeine in it also obviously because it's a it's an herbal is this the first time you've had this tea or have you had it a few times no so i purchased it because I was I was on Plum Deluxe looking for some Earl Grey's, which is like usually my go-to flavor that's kind of widely available. So I was looking through the Earl Grey's and they suggested this. And I also kind of wanted um, sort of like an evening caffeine-free tea. So it's like, all right, scrolling through, they've got so many choices. You know, I'm usually kind of a sucker for anything maple slash walnut. It's like, all right, I'll try it. Yeah, so I got one, um, loved it, went back bought two more bags and i'm super glad i did now because wow it's for sale presently yeah that's crazy um when did you when did you last buy it how long ago a couple of weeks ago oh wow very seasonal yeah (laughs) um and Um, for the listener out there i mean if you want to go to plumdeluxe.com and order yourself some tea uh make sure to use the the vip code TBD at checkout for 10% off. I think that code still works. Uh, it sure does. I used it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, or you um, can subscribe to their thing, I guess. I, I really don't know if that link works. It's on our website. <laughs> um, so, um, Sue, you started to just, you started this question, but I'm going to ask it more explicitly. What is your relationship to tea? Okay. I am so glad you asked. Um, so if my relationship to tea were to be described as like a romantic comedy, mm-hmm. um, obviously I'm the protagonist here and <laughs> yeah, naturally, um, tea would be like, you know, my sort of best friend growing up that has clearly always loved me, but I've never really <laughs> noticed. Tea is always there for me, um, always makes me feel better, always takes care of me when I'm sick, but I just never noticed because I am just so busy chasing after coffee, specifically lattes. They're flashier, they're exciting. Um, Yeah, they give me that buzz. And even when coffee keeps me up at night or makes me feel not great, then tea is there. And I'm like, tea, you've been here for me this entire time. (laughs) (laughs) But next Monday morning, I'm back to chasing coffee. (laughs) Wow. 
This is a beautiful tale. I do want a book or a comic book strip to be made out of <laughs> one best day, French I think, tea. <laughs> one day I hope when I retire and I don't need coffee anymore, I'll suddenly realize that I never needed coffee and it was just tea all along and, and tea and I will settle down together and live happily ever after. It'll be like the end of You Got Mail and you'll meet, you'll <laughs> meet in a park. You've got tea. Spoiler. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, you got mail. Blockbuster is... just arrived. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> you got mail is the best rom com. Um, Not as good as the tea coffee rom com that Sue's writing right now, though. <laughs> I've never seen You've Got Mail. I gotta say, I really haven't seen it. So it was a spoiler. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I recently watched it. Let me tell you, it's still great. It's still great. Cool. Um. So tea's always there for you. When, when you allow tea to be there for you and you let it into your heart and, and take away space from coffee, mm-hmm. um, you like Earl Grey's, are there any other teas you go to or? Yeah, I'm a solid um, peppermint flavor, especially when I'm, I'm feeling sick or I've got some sort of like upper respiratory thing. I really like anything with marshmallow root or licorice or like a throat coat kind of deal because I... Um, I, I give lectures a lot and also I chit chat a lot. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not great about like verbal fry and, and you know, whatever else. So I, I end up needing to drink that sort of tea to help me out. And um, one of my favorites is actually, uh, my favorite styles is like a roasted green tea and it is spelled in English, H-O-J-I-C-H-A. And I think it's pronounced hojicha. Have no idea, really. Um, I got it in a Japanese tea garden out in Portland, Oregon, and it was absolutely amazing. Loved it. Can sometimes find it in stores. Not lately. Not in Maine, anyway. It's hard, hard to get stuff. Shipping yeah. it around. That damn post office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's more of a Maine issue. <laughs> could be. Could be. Yep. Um, Who Maine, needs tea? Maine. We've got lobster. There you go. In the middle of nowhere. Um, The very tippy top. Um, I'm supposed to go to a wedding in Maine in May. I wonder if that'll happen. (laughs) Maybe. It's a it's a really lovely area for being we're not even in the middle of anything. We're really on the edge of nowhere, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes people confuse us for Canada. Um, Sometimes we are Canada a little bit. So yeah, we're, we're way up here, but there's uh, a little ecosystem for everybody in Maine. <laughs> um, um, I have been to Maine. To make it clear to everybody, I have been there. <laughs> I have not been to Maine, and I would love to go to Maine. Um, so you're, like, really close to the border? No, I'm, like, I guess smack in the middle. I guess if you were to think of Maine as, like, a, a tilted upright hand, I'm more or less kind of okay. in the middle and like the Palm area is where like Southern Maine, where Portland is, and that's where most of our population is. And anywhere up in the like upper finger regions is mostly just moose. Yeah. A giant military base, where's that? <laughs> There's a big military base in Maine. I know that's true. <laughs> is there? Yeah, you don't know about the big military base? It's like- Probably, um... it could be anywhere in the woods. We've got trees everywhere. Like you can't visibility is very low because of all the trees which is wonderful but it means that you could just hide large military bases or herds of moose and no one would ever know it's right think, next to sue's house <laughs> yeah she can't tell us but <laughs> be so surprised uh i believe it's where they fly in um 
they, a lot of uh, foreign military flies into Maine first and then gets distributed wherever they're supposed to go later. I want to say, and do not quote me on this, but SEAL Team 6 came back through like the main military base. I will absolutely be quoting you on this just so you know. Hmm. I've already written three papers about it. Okay. Quote to you. Okay. I'm talking to two people here who have written published papers, I think. <laughs> so <laughs> I will. Okay, fine. Um, okay. Uh, Emily, do you have any more questions about her tea experience? Or should we ask the most important question? Um, no, I think I got my answer about the tea experience that I wanted to have. Okay. Uh, Sue, um, we have an important question for you. You may have heard this question in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find Plum Deluxe's Hello Sunshine? Uh, I, I, found a, I found a version of this online, so that's what I'm reading. <laughs> Plum Deluxe Hello Sunshine Organic Caffeine-Free Non-GMO Loose Leaf Tea <laughs> to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea. Thank you so much for asking. Um, I, I had no idea you were going to ask. Um, <laughs> I'm not even prepared. This is definitely my cup of tea. Wow. I you mean, like clearly, because so I brought it. it yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it here. So. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's very warming. It's delightful. Lots of flavors going on. Definitely um, brings emotional sunshine, if not um, ingredient sunshine. I recommend. Is it helping you through this snowy, snowy winter, which I can only assume is more snowy in Maine? It absolutely is. Yeah, we um, we do have a bunch of snow. It's more like icy snow. So mm -hmm. it's not even really the kind that you can enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I'm very grateful for this tea. Uh, the other day, I, <clears throat> quick aside, I made a, <laughs> it was snowing here in, in New York and I made a quick little jaunt to my doctor, uh, which is in Manhattan. And I had to walk through, um, I guess the NYU camp, the NYU campus slash um, Washington Square Park, and a bunch of college. I'm assuming college kids. They looked young. They looked dumb. Uh, a lot of them weren't wearing masks. They all got into <laughs> the uh, turned off water fountain, which is pretty pretty large. You can get a bunch of people in there, and they're having a snowball fight. But the snow was like not this kind you can make snowballs out of. It was just like the powder, really powdery snow. And I was like, you guys look so stupid in that bowl, <laughs> just like kind of whipping unballable snow at each other. Now, I will Amateurs. say, <laughs> I will say, Matt, you put this on Instagram. And I, when I saw it, I thought those kids look like they're having so much fun. I put what on Instagram? Picture these kids playing. I'm almost positive you did or else I, someone else did and I saw this. Because people looked like they were having so much fun, just <clears throat> throwing snowballs, not having any responsibilities. I did not post any photos of these uh, people. So I, then it must have been that. someone else who was who was uh, there. I will just end. I will just rest my case that there was one guy wearing only underwear and socks. Seems like a college thing. Really? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I just it was pretty cold out. I was wearing my jacket and had my hat on. <laughs> to each their own, I guess. Turned into freezing rain at some point. <laughs> Uh, I'm mostly making fun of them because they weren't wearing masks. That's my that's my pet oh, peeve okay. about it yeah. all. <laughs> Do whatever you want, but you know, be safe about it. Yeah, play in the snow however you like, but wear masks. Uh, Emily, as the other lady uh, in T Talk right now, I must. I'm bound by the contract of Ladies First. Ladies First, yes, you are. To ask you, uh, what kind of tea you're drinking? Um, let me just pull up my um, website that I have here. Okay, so it's Churchill's Fine Teas, Pumpkin Spiced Chai Black Tea. Sounds like another seasonal. <laughs> it is. In fact, it says this seasonal treat tea is a real treat. 
Black tea, fruit, and spices blend together for the perfect fall chai. Fall chai. Fall chai. So this is a, another in your long list of pumpkin chais you've experienced. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it is also a good winter tea. I'm going to tell you, I, in fact, am almost out of tea, and I'm very sad about it. Um, How much did you make? I made my biggest biggest size. I made, I'm going to say, you made I don't one, know the exact ounces. I think it's 16 ounces. One one mug, one whole mug's worth? One, one like a big mug, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm somewhat famous for drinking. Famous? That's the wrong word. But I, I'll drink like four cups of tea when we do a podcast. <laughs> no, but I feel like sometimes I only drink one. But then I really like this one, so I drank it fast. Um, these are the ingredients. Black tea, apple, rosehip, orange, ginger, cardamom, black and white pepper, hibiscus, calendula, sunflower petals, clove, nutmeg, and natural flavors. This would not fit on a Plum Deluxe label, let me tell you. That's like one of everything. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh. so you got the sampler. <laughs> um but it's very good. Um, I definitely taste the chai. Let me, although I don't think that this claims it's a pumpkin chai, which I am understanding why it's calling it that because it has like pumpkin pie seasonings, but it does not have any pumpkin in it. So I'm going back in. Wow. Mm. Have another sip. Try it, it out. the natural flavors. Yeah. What does calendula taste like and can you taste it? Mm. I feel like I've had it in tea before. I don't know what it tastes like. So no, I can't taste it. It's a flower, um, first of all, which is, it is a already, already news to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, I mostly am experienced with calendula because my moisturizer and toner are calendula based and they're supposed to be, it's supposed to be good for hydrating, which my face desperately needs. Mm -hmm. mm. And but it soothes. Nice. Um, it's weird to think about drinking something that you also slather on your face. I guess it's true. They're all kind of the same. Mm. <laughs> How um, different is that really? I mean, people put mud masks on and I eat mud all the time. That's true. <laughs> Just, it's, it's, I put it on my cereal. Um, I will say the ingredients I most taste are the like cardamom and ginger. Um, I'd say those come through quite strongly. Yep. Um, I don't get the hibiscus at all. Um, I guess the rose, the not rose hip, the apple is, as Matt likes to say, they oftentimes put apple in things to add sweetness. Um, uh, I love to random people's parades by saying that. <laughs> it's fake, <laughs> uh, not really an apple taste. Uh, so, so which part of that is supposed to be pumpkin then? I think, so like when you make a pumpkin pie, you put okay. ginger, cardamom, So pumpkin associated. Nutmeg. Yeah. Gotcha. Although, I mean, I guess I don't always like when they say natural flavors because they're one of the natural flavors could be like pumpkin yeah. flavor, but they don't go into specifics. The thing is, though, it probably, the, probably the natural flavor is like squash or something because that's like so close to pumpkin, but they don't want to write squash on there <laughs> uh, or something like that. Because nobody wants to eat squash tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, though, I mean, they're both gourds, right? Pumpkin, squash, they're basically the same thing. Yeah, for sure. For Thanksgiving, I said this on the pot already, I think. And for my birthday, I had taken a pumpkin and I baked it and I took the insides out and my pumpkin pies that I made for my, my mom made me for my birthday and that I made for Thanksgiving was from this pumpkin. It was completely from scratch. I was very proud of myself. Oh. Well done. 
You should save some pumpkin next time and make tea out of it. (laughs) Um, Well, I froze it and then I, there was a lot of it. And then it it started to look weird because I think I put it next to something hot. Mm. It started to cook it in the refrigerator. So I threw it away. Hmm. Don't do that. (laughs) Um, Don't do that. Um, (laughs) But uh, I've had this tea before. It came in my Sip Spy box. Which all your teas do now. (laughs) (laughs) um that's not true okay it's just a lot true um listen they give you a perfect amount and and you can get in and out of them really fast and i will say i've had churchill's a cincinnati-based company shouts to ohio great tea great Uh, tea churchill's fine teas good job churchill's (laughs) um how does this rank against other pumpkin spice chais you've had? Where does it rank? So the one that immediately comes to mind is David's pumpkin chai, which is still the best. Okay. Also, it has pumpkin sprinkles in it, and it's like hard to beat that. Um, Very true. I don't know. There was one other we did like a few months back that you also said like David's tea was better. <laughs> I feel like since I don't remember it as well as this one, I think this one's better. I want to say your your exuberance towards this one makes me think this would you like this one more than that one too because you weren't as excited and not that you were unexcited but you were definitely less excited than you are now. Mm-hmm. No, this one's very good. I'd recommend it. Wow, uh, check it out, everyone. Go up up to Cincinnati and buy some, or down to or you can, where you, you live. Can, um, I will say at the beginning of the pandemic, I bought my friend Molly a tea sample pack from Churchill's Teas, and you can buy like. You can do like a mix and match of a bunch of different samples. If you want to do it for yourself, get this kind. There you go. Hopefully it's still in stock and not only in the fall. <laughs> um, that, I, no, I think, I think this came actually in one of my more recent boxes. Okay. Like okay. the past two months. Well, fingers Although crossed. it is a seasonal treat, so. <laughs> fingers crossed it wasn't them trying to get rid of this tea because, <laughs> by <laughs> singing to the Sips by company. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I think I could buy it. Looking okay. at this website that I'm looking at, it does not say sold out. Okay. Uh, Emily, I'm going to get you a very important question now. Is this church, I don't remember the name of this one at all, but Churchill's pumpkin spice chai tea, whatever, your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? It's my cup of tea. I really recommend it. In fact, I, beyond David's tea, I think Churchill's Tea Company might be my favorite tea place. Wow. wow. Maybe I should get some Churchill sometime. I don't know that I've been, uh, I don't know I don't that I've had I've any. Them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've been to the physical store. My mom and I went to Cincinnati once. Um, but Matt, in my tea care package I sent you, there's definitely some Churchill's tea in there. Ooh, I've got Churchill's waiting for me on my kitchen counter. <laughs> wow. Um, exciting. I'll go to Cincinnati someday. That's my, that's my promise to the world. <laughs> one day I will make Search it to Cincinnati. Um, uh, yeah. Matt, Matt mm-hmm. we have followed the rules of the Titanic and ladies have gone first. Um, I was a gentleman. So though- <laughs> I, I was a gentleman and did not jump aboard or fake <laughs> put a wig on my head or something. Jump on the T boat. And, and even though the lifeboats are drifting away yeah. towards an uncertain, uncertain future, it is your turn to tell us about your tea. <laughs> Um, 
Wow. And I could have snuck on with my boyish good looks as a, as a child, I think, but I, <laughs> I don't think so. Nonetheless, <laughs> I would not have got on the Titanic in the first place. Let me just say that I, I don't like boats very much. Um, and the idea of getting on a ship that goes across the Atlantic ocean is frightening. I would maybe yeah. go on like a no. cruise ship somewhere warm, but going from the idea of going from England to New York in, in April, April. <laughs> sounds yeah, like sounds hell. atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's maybe the ticket prices warming. were really low. <laughs> Depends on which deck now, you're on. I will say, I don't disagree with you, but I do think we have to take into account that we could not at that time fly across the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, I would just so not. The would only not, way to get. I wouldn't have gone anywhere. Yeah. Or okay. just wait till like the June cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Like, uh, I don't need to go on the maiden voyage during iceberg season. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you when you circle back. Yeah. <laughs> If this one makes it, I'm on the next one. <laughs> um, okay, Matt, who is surviving the Titanic by not you. going on it. What is the tea you're drinking today? Thank you for asking. I am drinking um, uh, tea by the Ahmad Tea Company. Ahmad Tea, it's not called the Ahmad Tea Company. <laughs> Ahmad Tea London. <laughs> uh, and the tea I buy theirs I'm drinking is their English tea number one. Wow. Uh, so mm. honestly, a little, a little out of not, how many, I don't, this, I mean, this must just be the best one. I mean, we've had two other, he nailed it on the first try <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> and uh, neither of them were numbered. We had their English breakfast and I had like their Earl Grey or something a few weeks back. Um, but uh, this actually is not so different from an Earl Grey, which maybe that's uh, kind of what it is. Uh, the, the copy for it is a blend of exclusive Quality teas, lightly flavored with bergamot, a delightful cup for all occasions, balanced in aroma, color, and strength. Uh, so it has bergamot in it, which makes it pretty Earl Grey-ish. Um, I was gonna say, this isn't an Earl Grey tea, at least not according to English number one. No. Uh, you know, if I had more than just this like individual packet of it, I would be able to look up more uh, more stuff. I certainly could on my computer if I really was so driven to, but I'm not. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's their it's their number one tea. I don't know. I got it in a gift bag, so it must be also their like high priority. If you like tea, you'll like English number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, it kind of just tastes like a good black tea, um, like uh, kind of nondescript, <laughs> as, as as descriptive as the title is. <laughs> It's uh, it just tastes it tastes good. There's nothing like overwhelmingly special about it. Emily, you have a question or a comment? Um, I found it on the internet. Um, it's more fra fragrant than an English breakfast breakfast blend with less bergamot than an Earl Grey blend. That's why. Yeah, if I were to get if I were to have guessed what this was entirely, I would have said probably going for that English breakfast with a hint of Earl Grey <laughs> is sort of where they're going. What they, what they were trying to get at. Um, so yeah, I don't know, they nailed that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's a fine, uh, fine if not uh, overly remarkable tea. It tastes good, but there's like nothing hugely special about it. Did you put milk and sugar in it? <clears throat> I have had two glasses or mugs. Um, the first one I put in 2% milk and a new thing I've started doing which I added agave as my sweetener. 
which um, I bought to, or we, we own in our apartment to make margaritas with, but it's also just a, a good sweetener. And uh, it's also really, uh, agave is like super, super sweet. Like you only need a little bit of it to like make um, a drink sweetened. As I learned when I put a little bit in a spoon and dipped my tongue in it to see how sweet it would be. And I went, ooh, that's sweet. <laughs> I would say possibly, I would say agave is sweeter than sugar. Uh, so I did that for my first glass mug and then my second one I had without and they were both great. So it's, it's good sweetened with milk and also uh, completely plain or black. I often, if I make smoothies, put agave in my smoothie. Although recently I've not had agave, so I put vanilla. Wow. Uh, both solid ideas. There you go. Agave, Emily, not so different from, uh, from honey. As a person who didn't have honey growing up, they're, they're pretty similar, <laughs> pretty similar. I know what agave is. I, 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 I've had it in my apartment multiple times. No, I'm just saying you don't, you were not a honey person. You're blinking yeah. at me. <laughs> I'm just trying to compare agave and honey. I'm just saying they're, 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 um, um, I, yeah, like I'm new to agave. So now I'm like, oh, this is pretty neat. Cause I was also, I was putting honey in my smoothies. So now, so I have my, I, I was playing team honey and you were playing team agave. And now I own jerseys. I own jerseys from both teams now. I'm not I'm no longer rooting for one team. Wow. Yeah. It's wow. definitely like one or the other though. I don't think they combine well. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put them both in one thing. Mm-hmm. That's too much, too much sweetness. Feel a lot of sweet. Um, but I'm, I'm now um, te- I'm team agave. It's good. It's also ser- I like it. It's like so far more liquidy than honey too. So it doesn't like, it's not as big of a pain in the ass to use. <laughs> yeah. I recently made um, meatballs that had honey in them. They were from HelloFresh. Wow. HelloFresh. <laughs> um, they, uh, what are they called? Hopefully Firecracker called... meatballs. And they're very good. Very good. Were they spicy? A little bit, but not like super spicy. Yeah. So I don't usually think of firecracker when I think of honey, but if you're going for like a sweet and spicy, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, there was other things in them. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say the spiciness came from the sauce. Meat, honey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, Emily didn't add any meat. She didn't mention the meat yet. So I just assumed they were honey balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, honey balls tied together with uh, panko breadcrumbs. Panko? Panko? I don't know. Uh, pan- pan- panko? That's a good question. A good question for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Matt, are you ready for your question? Yes, I'm very ready. Matt, would you say that this Ahmad tea, English number one, is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? And I also want you to notice that I remembered the title of your tea. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I, uh, I would say that this is my cup of tea. It's, um, it's a good, like, so I'm not a big uh, this is with a bag tea. It would come in like a stack or box of like, you know, 20 of these or something. Um, well, that's not typically what I buy. This would be like, this is like a good one. Occasionally when I've traveled, I have bought uh, bags of tea because I'm a, I'm a tea freak. And um, I will, and if I buy like a box of something, it'll, it'll, it, it, you know, just to have something a little better than like Lipton or something like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm being snotty. Um, snooty. But uh, this would like be, I would qualify this as good enough to buy in that occasion, like to buy a box of these. And then you, you'd start making your tea for like the, the 
four or five days you're gone and you get to have this instead of, I don't know, Bigelow or Lipton or something. And listen, I like Bigelow or Lipton too, but this would be a little, this is like a step up. So it's good. Okay. High end, high end or medium end bagged tea. My cup of okay. tea. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, um, so that's three for three. Yeah. We did it. Great job, we everybody. We picked good teas. Oh, I will say I've, I've never had this tea before. That's that's the question I didn't get asked, but yeah. it was my one my one and only bag I ever had of it. It was good. <laughs> wow. Unlike, I don't know. I was gonna make a joke about it being number one, but I I couldn't get there. Uh, it is it is number one, <laughs> numero uno, the only one. Tea talk done. Tea talk complete. Wow. Sue, I, we really want to thank you for being on this podcast. Such a pleasure. I do want you to know that everything we've already talked about doesn't matter anymore. Oh my God. Because it's your, it's your turn in the spotlight. Nice. So listeners can like just forward, fast forward up to this point. If, yeah, they, they, listen, if they listen to anything before this, I don't know why they bothered. <laughs> <laughs> for my, for my uh, poor advice on how to live their lives. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So what is your topic today? My topic today is pick up your damn trash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Right? I trash. told you, no one will have, have picked this topic before. Even wow. though we all make trash every day and it comes up all the time, nobody ever thinks about it as a way to make it an enjoyable exercise or activity at all. We just all hate trash, but we can do better. <sighs> Mm-hmm. we can yeah. do better we can do better so um i guess i can give like brief context for how i got into this and then talk about like the actual topic but i i even like made myself little notes <laughs> i thought it. about this yes i've been thinking about this forever okay so um the real quick backstory is that i i grew up in massachusetts um and Massachusetts as a state is really into recycling and bagging their trash. Um, my parents were really interested in and still are in recycling. And so I grew up like, yeah, of course you bag your trash and you recycle and you know, that whole thing. Um, and then I went off to college in Burlington, Vermont. I ended up spending 12 years there and Vermont is really forward thinking about recycling and trash and everything. And um, so I never really had to uh, think about it really. Um, and then when I moved to Bozeman, Montana um, for two years for work, uh, Montana just has a very different philosophy around trash and recycling. And, um, and so one of the first things that I had done when I first moved to Montana, I was like, I wanna you know, meet people, I wanna get outside, I wanna check out these areas. I found a community organization um, event for greening up a kind of like a day use space next to a small lake. So, you know, there's a lake and then a little beach and picnic areas and parking lot and, and trails going off of that. Um, and so there was this little organization called Friends of Highlight um, and they were looking for volunteers to come help green it up because, you know, winter had just thawed out and they were like, we, we just need to fix it up before people start using it again. So I volunteered for that for a day. Um, and there were, I don't know, like 50 or 75 people that showed up collectively. And we picked up an exorbitant amount of trash. Um, so much that they actually do these green up events twice a year. 
So we took huge magnets and we like rolled these large magnets through the parking lot and we picked up, um, you know, almost like a five gallon bucket worth of nails that had been left behind because people will bring up, bring up pallets and burn the pallets and have a little bonfire and then just leave all these nails like in the parking lot. Or um, they will set up bottles and like throw rocks at, at glass bottles and then leave the trash there. And then in general, whenever you have a lot of people kicking around, you end up getting a lot of just like little bits of plastic and trash and everything. So we, we picked up a ton there. Um, and, you know, it made me feel great because I was like, hey, we're, we're picking up this green space. It's right next to a waterway. Um, we're doing really well. And it, it made me a little bit more conscious of being able to green up around me. So um, my collective topic about pick up your damn trash is more about uh, getting into it, making it an activity and making a more rewarding activity. Um, this, this is I a topic. This. Yeah, this is this is close to my heart. And in fact, you're lucky I've never brought something like I this up before. Be. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you would, but then because of the pandemic, no one has gone outside. Really, it hasn't come up. I, well, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, Emily. I will say I. So, I still have to go outside to get to, like to go outside. I go outside a lot, and I will say New York is noticeably trashier. Like like there's trash everywhere yeah and I was thinking the other day god there's new so many just to organize this place needs cleaned and the trash yeah. the situation they got going on now is not working and I don't know if it's because there's less people working or well I don't know I, I know one problem is and I actually I actually was like I was like mad about this because like you know it's a pandemic and you know they're trying to handle things the way they're handling them or whatever and it's you know, there's pluses and minuses to either side, but in New York City, um, they street they, they do street sweeping like all the time. So like my street in front of me gets, each side on separate days gets swept twice a week. So it's like oh, wow. one side is Monday, Thursday, the other side is uh, Tuesday, Friday. Uh, some streets get swept every single day. Um, when I had a car, so like I used to have a car in New York and I have to, I have to like swap sides stuff. But because of the pandemic, they paused street sweeping, which I was like, that's not a thing. Like make people move their freaking cars. Like <laughs> yeah. uh, that's like- COVID friendly activity. Which, yeah, it's COVID friendly. It doesn't mean like, I get like part of it was like not making people leave like at all, but it's like, if that, that's such a short-sighted dumb idea. Like people going down to move their cars is not like the worst end of the world. It's not like that makes people gather or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, certainly when they were trying to like tell everyone just like, don't go anywhere. It was like a big deal, but like, um, I don't, I don't know. It like just seemed like, and the other thing is they don't tow cars in New York. So in the, uh, in the version of this story where someone says, uh, the counterpoint is, well, what if someone has COVID and they're not supposed to leave? Well, people can get sick with things all the time and still have their car stuck out there. Like you being sick is not like necessarily a thing. And if you have COVID and you have to leave your car out there and you have nobody else who can move your car for you then you're paying the ticket. That's how having a car in New York works. Tough, deal with it. <laughs> and, uh, and I think, and that, but that helped exasperate this problem where like now there's more trash because the street sweepers aren't coming around picking it up all the time. There was like months and months of this like accumulating in the roads. <laughs> and that, I, that has like, at least, I mean, they're back to street sweeping now, but like, uh, I feel like that definitely had a negative effect for a while. Um, um I agree with most of what you said, but I, I don't think people should be punished for 
for getting sick and not being able to go outside and move their car and getting paid $35, especially when you think about the fact that mostly low-income people have been affected by this much harshly and $35 means a lot. Um, I mean, you know, if you, if you, I'm sure they could have set something up where they were like, if you're unable to move your car, we can like null your ticket out, but that's a better solution than saying, we're not going to street, we're not going to do street sweeping anymore. <laughs> like there are other solutions is sort of, uh, I guess my point. And the solution of no more street sweeping for the next uh, five months or whatever is a bad thing. And there's unintended consequences to whatever decisions you make. Um, yeah. And for sure, trash just even under our best efforts, like just kind of accumulates, right? Like bags rip, you know, stuff blows away out of trash cans. Mm -hmm. So I've tried to think of it as something ongoing, not, oh, let's just go out for a weekend and green up this area and then it's going to be green forever. It's something that we just kind of need to yeah. focus on all the time. So whether that be street sweeping or like, you know, paying people to go out and pick it up. I mean, it's kind of gross Creating that jobs. New York, it's kind of gross that New York needs street sweeping <laughs> that often. <laughs> yeah. um, so that, that's um, its own issue for sure. <laughs> so Sue, I love this topic. Um, I have some stuff I want to say about it to continue, but I, I um, what are some ways you think that this activity of greening up the world can be done in a fun recreational way? Yeah, so uh, I like it because it's really scalable. Um, it's really easy if you're out just walking your dog to say, I'm gonna pick up one piece of trash that I see every time, right? Like literally one piece of trash makes it a better place than when you found it. Um, certainly you can pick up all the trash that you find walking your dog. Um, if you're out on hikes or something, sometimes you know I'll find trash on a hike um, I actually, one of the more memorable ones, I was on a hike just to hike and it was like a three mile hike in to a small lake in Montana and somebody had left an inflatable kayak and a whole bunch of accessories for it. And it was in perfect condition. And I was like, well, first of all, this is like a giant plastic vinyl piece. I'm not going to leave it next to a lake. And second of all, it appears to be in working condition. I'm going to get a free kayak. And to be clear, there was a, a fish and wildlife note that was dated two weeks prior saying, you cannot leave this here. It has mm -hmm. been two weeks. You now need to remove it. So I was like, okay, this has been sitting here for a month. I'm taking it. So <laughs> um, I hiked out a very heavy as it turns out um inflatable <laughs> kayak and realized why somebody probably left it there but like you can you can find stuff to pick up um literally anytime um or you can do more of like a scalable community organization where you um you get a bunch of friends or you advertise with a bunch of people and then you throw a barbecue afterwards and you all feel great about it so it's a really easy thing to just like integrate into your life and then not have to think about it all the time um I have to know, do you still have that inflatable kayak? I I don't. Um, I, I sold it off after we uh, left Montana because then we were going to live in a city again where it wasn't going to be convenient to use it. <sighs> but I, I have kept other things that I've found, other random like water bottles and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, so have you, have you ever organized like yourself a, a trash pickup day? Um, I'm so glad you asked. So, uh, <laughs> previous, it's just been me and then like me talking my husband into it, or occasionally people that are visiting us will get talked into it. Uh, this spring, I'm going to be organizing it along with a bunch of other members of the 
ornopod of 500 women scientists, um, which is, yeah, um, like a grassroots kind of global group that you can be part of that facilitates like diversity, equity, and inclusion in science and communications. And um, so I'm the pod coordinator up here and we've been looking for just literally anything to do that's COVID friendly and gets us out into the community and ties into science. So we'll be giving um, some talks on like waterway restoration and using biodegradable plastics, right? Um, so we'll be organizing some small green above events around here. Um, one of the things that, so uh, I've lived in a bunch of states and in a bunch of different areas, and it really depends um, on where you're living, how much human activity is around you, and also if there's like city, state, or federal lands, because they tend to be managed in different ways. Um, so sometimes I'll be, you know, near parks that are like well curated and you don't really need to go clean up there, but then like right down my street, um, there's just like a ton of trash accumulation, either because people are throwing stuff out of their cars or because, you know, their trash isn't bagged or when the garbage truck comes by, it, it disrupts stuff. So like you can find a place to pick up trash literally anywhere. Mm -hmm. I, um, over the summer, I was like, it must have been fairly early in the, I'm trying to remember when exactly in the pandemic it would have been, but it was like, I was, I went running in the park near me at, um, on Monday morning. And it was something like where I had noticed, um, or I, maybe I like people had started going back to the park to like, you know, do cookouts and stuff to like, um, you know, do outdoor activities and whatnot. And I went Monday morning and I think I maybe just had never gone running on a Monday morning before. I tend to go running, uh, I tend to go running around lunchtime or like in the later afternoon. But I was like on a kick at some point this year where I was waking up early. Um, and so I went for a run at like eight in the morning on a Monday and also probably was warm out. So <laughs> that also makes me want to go. <laughs> and I, I guess I just never been to the park on a Monday morning and it was filled with trash I could not I wanted to like cry how much trash was in my beloved park humans and, are so disgusting and there was just this one woman who I assume she had like the she had like a uniform like worked for the park and she was just like slowly going from like area to area picking up the trash and I was like this poor person it's like their whole job is to just like pick up one by one through like the entire day of Monday like every piece of trash somebody left mm -hmm. and it just bugs me that people bring in they brought in so much stuff and nobody could take any of it out. Like they just left it where it was or like piled it on a trash thing. And I was like, this is disgusting. I can't, I was so, I was so sad by this moment. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the worst um, trash locations I found were along the coast in, in Oregon. So there's like a whole lot of forest and coastline and there's a lot of places that you can camp out um, like officially. And then there are also a bunch of places that are like old logging roads and stuff like that, where you could, you could pull off and, uh, camp in your car kind of thing. Um, and so there are certainly people that, you know, um, uh, live mobily, you know, van life or whatever. And so they're out there living and that's fine. But then there are some people that just, you know, vacation through that. And it's hard to tell who's who, but in some of these areas, you just find, tons of trash like somebody had been living in a, a place out in the woods for three months and instead of taking their bagged trash anywhere they've just like pushed it over a small hill so you can't see it mm -hmm. you know like couches and bags full of household trash and it's 
it's awful because you're like we're in the middle of this you know pristine forest here Mm -hmm. and then there's huge amounts of trash which not only uh are ruining the forest itself and waterways around here but also just makes this unleavable for anybody else that wants to come in and use the same space Mm -hmm. um and so it it just like kills me how difficult it can be like even if you wanted to often you to use landfill you need um, permits or you need to be able to haul it someplace or you need to pay like sometimes there's just no good easy solution for getting rid of a lot of trash all at once and like it doesn't need to be this way we could make it much more simple and easy to do and then we wouldn't have to have quite so many green up events where you go in and pick up just like bags and bags worth of trash yeah, yeah. um and especially when you have big furniture like you said like a couch like there are some day like some places you have to schedule that ahead of time or mm-hmm. and like I know whatever car I'm going to drive probably is not going to fit a couch yep so if I find a couch it's like what what, there's what like am I supposed always to do? somebody you know like on Craigslist or something there's always somebody that wants to take your free stuff yeah like I realize it, it can be tough to to pay to haul stuff away but somebody will take it for someone free. will take it yeah I mean yeah, yeah the whole thing about like glittering and whatnot is it's like the it's it's the laziest thing people can do <laughs> it's like yeah. i mean i'm i personally like when i used to uh, walk around when i like uh when i used to travel around uh to place to place now i just when i walk i walk like out of my apartment take a loop and come back but when i used to like go to places <laughs> i'd often like uh you know if i were to like buy a snack or something or or something recyclable like if i if i bought like a bottle of or a can of soda or something i will i will lug I will lug that can around until I find a recycling bin. I won't even like, it's not that I'm throwing it on the ground or even willing to throw it in the trash. I'm like, I have a recyclable item. It's going to, I'm going to find a place that I can recycle it. Absolutely. And I will carry this to the ends of the earth. Yes, <laughs> carry in, carry out. Yeah, I always like hike with a backpack. Even my dog has a backpack. Like we've put recyclable trash in her little backpack. It's super cute. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Like you, you bought this item, you made a commitment to it like see it through to the end yeah if you're gonna buy if you're gonna be if you're gonna buy it yeah it's yours now yep <laughs> um let's see i have a gross story you guys want to hear a gross story absolutely when You're i used to trash here's here's i don't know if emily even knows the story about me it's why one of the reasons i got rid of my car finally oh i know this story um so one of the really cool things people in brooklyn like to do from time to time and i I have noticed that different people litter in different ways, but um, people here, I guess I've, I've seen this in other cities, but it seems to be pretty common here. Well, people will get fast food, eat it in their car, and then throw it out their door <laughs> onto the street. Why? And, oh yeah, one time I saw, I watched a guy do it and I went, what are you doing? And he just like stared at me and drove off. And I was like, what a weirdo. Uh, at any rate, I um, one time I tried to start my car up <laughs> And what had turned out was that somebody had discarded a box of chicken wings from Popeyes, uh, the kinds with the bones in them and and discarded it on the ground. Some rats had got into the chicken and carried them into the engine of my car, (laughs) ate their food and also chewed all the wires on my engine up. So I had to get all the all new like (laughs) wires to connect everything. It was literally like inside my engine was just uh, teared up tinfoil, chicken bones, and like um, uh, a box or like wrappings from or napkins from Popeyes. And I was like, what in the hell happened to my car? (laughs) 
and that was all because someone littered and I had to spend like whatever it is is not a victimless crime hundreds of dollars yeah (laughs) and I was like and like yeah and I'm so uh how did you explain that to the the shop I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what I did. These aren't my chicken bones. I, I don't know how bones. they got in here. You didn't put the chicken bones in the engine. I think I had to have like AAA come first too. Like it was a whole, it was a thing. They were like, oh, it looks like I got a, we got a rat in here or something. And I'm like, and like, that's like, I was like, where's karma here? Why am I the like not littering person getting rats eating chicken bones in my engine like this should be happening to one of these damn polluters not me uh and so that's why i don't believe in karma because i'm I'm not a litterer and yet here i am Mm -hmm. um i have i feel like i had three stories but i can only remember two of them right now um so maybe that third will come to me so one um and i don't remember exactly how old i was but when i was younger my aunt and uncle moved to this um it was a farm um and there was like just like a lot of trash around. And so they organized all of the family to come over and we just like walked along the streets picking up trash. Um, and we got so much, we were surprised by how much trash there was. Yeah, um, it really piles up. Um, and then another thing, so my class, um, we do a study of the UN and human rights and do a service learning project. And they study specifically for rights. So the right to a home, a right to food, a right to education, and a right to a clean environment. And then at the end of it, they design their own like service project. So they like can do stuff. And like one of them did a bake sale and donated it to an education place. And the group that did the white right to a clean environment did a park cleanup. So they organized it and we invited all the parents and we did a walk from our school to where this place in Central Park. And it was very fun. And we have like little picker uppers I don't know what they're grabbers. Yeah, I was gonna say that that does sound more child friendly. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely they, like use a grabber or like gloves or something. Yeah, sometimes they would be like, "Can we pick this up?" I'm like, "No, I'll pick that up. You yeah. you stay away from that. I'll get this." <laughs> if anything looks sharp, um, please walk yeah. away. <laughs> and we also had gloves. Gloves yeah. too. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah, it's um, I think kids really get into it because it's a super tangible activity yeah like you can see it uh, accumulating and you can see it getting cleaner as you go and I think it also uh, really appeals to like if you're a gamer collector or completionist culture because once you start uh, especially if it's a routine or um, like a, a location that you're used to going like if you go by there every day on your walk then all of a sudden it becomes your territory and you're mm-hmm. like, I just need to pick up all the trash. And then you're like, oh, I'm running late, but there's one more piece. Like, let me just grab that. I have to get it. You know, yeah. <laughs> this is my space. I need to clean up the whole thing. So it, it is really easy to make it a habit um, and to have it not be a chore anymore. Um, there should be like a, in a video game, you exchange your trash in for, I don't know three yeah. points you're talking, about in, the game, you're talking about the game fallout basically yeah right like i collected all these bottle caps what can i get um for sure in a lot of places you'll find uh a lot of uh returnables that if your state does that um i definitely i, I wouldn't say i make a lot of money but i make more than a negligible amount on just picking up perfectly good cans that people have clearly thrown out of their car that mm-hmm. i then take for the money back yeah. Um, often I'll also like I don't even usually I'll buy gloves, but I sometimes don't even need to buy trash bags to put it in because I'll usually find a trash bag 
I found buckets before. People throw out all sorts of weird tires. Tires is a big one. Um, the biggest single personal cleanup was um, was when I was in Bozeman, Montana, and uh, one of the apartments that I was in was in part of a, an area of new growth, and there were a lot of apartment complexes and a lot of construction going on right in, in that area, like new housing construction. And so um, there was like a tiny little stream, you know, sometimes it would be like a foot wide, like it was this really small little waterway going through that was almost like a drainage dish half, ditch half the time. But a lot of animals actually lived there. There were a ton of uh, birds that would come by. Um, there were family muskrats, like there were things living in this and it just happened to collect because it was kind of marshy. It collected a lot of trash from the nearby park and the housing area and all the construction stuff. And so you'd get um, these like really big sheets of plastic or styrofoam that would blow off any of the construction materials. And and so, you know, I would walk my dog by this every day and I'd pick up little things, but like, as soon as it gets nice out, you know, and the, um, the snow melts, like I'm going to go clean up this plastic, this ridiculous. So I, I started what I thought would be a 30 minute, like, I'm just going to pick some plastic mm -hmm. out of these little pond things. Um, and turned out to be three hours before I decided that I was tired enough and I needed to quit. And I picked up probably like a five foot by five foot square worth of trash stuff by myself. Um, while there were people playing in this park and walking by me, looking at me weirdly, only one person came by to thank me. Not one person came by to help me um, as I was just picking out huge amounts of trash. And it was very clear like what I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, at first I maybe looked like some weirdo because it's not like I had a, a staff shirt or anything. Um, you know, using a I was using a like a ski pole to reach stuff further yeah. into the pond. <laughs> so I'm sure that wasn't <laughs> immediately obvious what I was yeah. doing. But eventually there was this giant pile of trash, and I was just like, "This is a tiny area that was absolutely full of crap that you guys have just been." It's not like you can't see it. But because yeah. you haven't been bagging your trash, you aren't good about securing your bins when it's windy out. And you honestly, like, don't give a fuck. And it just accumulates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so beyond, like, organizing these, like, cleanups and, like, stuff like that, what are some things the world can do to eliminate how much trash there is? Yeah making the jump to reusable items can really help if that's possible. So if you do happen to be near a grocery store that will do bulk foods, you can go in and, you know, bring reusable containers or mason jars to put stuff in instead of having to buy a lot of packaging. Um, obviously that's not available everywhere, so you can't really do that. Um, if you have the ability to choose products that use like plant-based plastics, they're usually a little bit more degradable. Um, they don't degrade in all situations, but they're usually a little bit better and more sustainable than like regular made plastics. Um, anytime you can bring your own reusable bags or your own reusable mug, you can help cut down on waste. And then, you know, like I, I make a lot of trash for myself. Sometimes it's just unavoidable, but I'm always careful to secure my trash bags. I always bag my own trash. Um, and I make sure to buy like a good enough trash bin that stuff doesn't get blown out all the time. Because that's often kind of a problem where if you're just dumping loose trash into a, a container, it's going to blow away somewhere. 
Yeah, I have this. Uh, I can't even believe this guy has the job he has, but he's like the uh, building managed super or whatever, like porter person in the like two buildings down from me. And he, they they put out they have the place where they put out their trash for the trash truck to come by. Uh, but for some reason, this only this one building. This isn't like a common occurrence. Just this one building. There's always a bunch of just loose trash in their thing because the, the garbage men come. They pick up the bags, they throw them in, but like some of them are either already ripped or uh, didn't tie them right. Or he just like occasionally puts out like stuff that aren't in bags or whatever. Like they'll just be like a bottle of something or whatever. And it's just this, it, it's just this one part of the sidewalk that's just always littered because this guy doesn't put his stuff together. I'm like, your job, part of your job is to put this trash on the sidewalk. Everyone else in this entire neighborhood uh, and most of New York, as far as I can tell, has managed to, you know, be able to accomplish putting the trash out correctly. <laughs> and every time I walk by this place and I see like a bottle or some whatever there, I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? Why can't he pick things up? There's usually a broke, something broken too. So it's like all jaggedy and stuff. Ugh. And it makes me so, like, I'm like, come on, <laughs> come on, yeah. just put them in so bed. It's easy to be better. It, it immediately benefits you and your local environment. There are long-term benefits to you and your local environment. There's no reason not to pick up your damn trash. Uh, and it can happen you know? anywhere. I will say I used to live in very progressive Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I was walking home one day and I watched a guy like open his uh, pack of cigarettes and like, un, you know, twist mm -hmm. off the plastic, then take the plastic and throw it. And I was like, are you Dude. fucking kidding me? I actually picked it up and ran it back to the guy. I got, here you go. And then <laughs> he, which is probably the most, I've, that's the single most aggressive I've ever been towards someone littering. Um, and he just, he laughed in my face and I was like, wow, fuck this guy forever. <laughs> like they can't just take, take first if of all, you can't I can't be bothered. Anyone. Yeah. Like you're just a trash human being. Yeah. Take the, take the, all take the little he, wrapper all the way home. That, that person should be put in the trash yeah. and tied up tight. That's, I said to him, you go in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I own gloves guys, to do this with. I have trash picking up gloves. Yeah. I have mm -hmm. now a whole range of like weird things. Like I've made like sieves so you can um, screen stuff at the beach. So there's usually a lot of little plastic bits at the beach and it'll get the sand out. And yeah, I've got like a whole methodology now. Yeah, I have a friend, I have a friend who goes, um, I don't know, not just beaches, but maybe largely beaches. And he finds like antique glass bottles and like other things like that and then sells them on Etsy. <laughs> Like he just finds trash. He's like a exactly. Trash it's its own reward. <laughs> yep. Um. um. So, uh, Sue, I want to ask you a question about Bozeman, Montana. But mm -hmm. what Matt just said reminded me of Yellowstone, which I went to multiple years in a row with school, but I had did not go last year and will not be going this year because field trips are yep. canceled. Um. But one thing about Yellowstone is that if it's trash from like. I'm gonna say before 1950 i'm not quite sure the exact age it's considered part of the history of yellowstone and you're not <laughs> supposed to you're not supposed to take it weird <laughs> really um yes and there's like certain places um um i don't remember the exact cutoff but it's like if it's before a certain year it's like the yeah. bullet casings are part of a part okay. of yellowstone i see that yeah yeah there are a couple um like i i worked uh at uh, montana state university and their little uh, farm used to be a fort 
And so there are all these old horseshoes and other random things that were just buried when the fort closed up and just overhauled mm -hmm. it and then planted over it. And you're technically not supposed to like get rid of all the horseshoes, but of course it like jams up your farming equipment. So there's just like piles of old horseshoes <laughs> that are just on a corner of the property. <laughs> so there's, there's that. And I guess if anything can survive in Yellowstone long enough, um, it becomes a curiosity. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, did you ever go to the Museum of the Rockies when you lived in Bozeman? Yes, and it is so cute. I love that museum so much. It yeah. has such a nice dinosaur collection. And yeah, clearly really... whoever put all of those things together really loves their job and really loves science. Yeah, I I think I read somewhere that they have the largest collection of like Triceratops, like fossils. Yeah. And they, they're like... amazing to look at. Mm -hmm. um, even the ewes that go with are like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I did love like Bozeman. Dinosaurs. As, as much as Bozeman is full of trash, according to this podcast, it's also a, a lovely area and has lots of nice things to do. Mm -hmm. yeah, everything's just trash. That's the, we, there's no beauty in the world, just garbage. <laughs> My park is also normally very nice. I was just very sad that one day. <laughs> yep. I just, it's kind of impressive how much trash I now know they clean up like after every weekend <laughs> um because usually like during the week it's like pretty clean because people don't have as many cookouts yeah um okay sue we are going to sort of wrap up this topic is there anything you um you need to get out that you're you have an urge to get out there or you not good? really i feel like i i hit all my points um i swore just enough to make it interesting <laughs> we are rated e for explicit Hello. Um, yeah, we earned it today. Uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a really it's a surprisingly fun habit to pick up. It's really easy to make a regular activity, and I I highly recommend. Ten out of ten, pick up your trash. Um, if if let's say a listener wants to like start casually getting into it, what kind of things should they they purchase or find or re use for a different than the normal use to help them? Be trash picker uppers. Yeah. Um, getting some nice gloves is a good start. You can use nitrile or latex gloves if you feel like you need kind of a little bit more barrier protection and you don't want any gross things to touch you. But any sort of work gloves can be helpful just to kind of protect yourself. Um, I will sometimes carry like a, a small grocery trash bag because we still have grocery plastic bags up here. Um, and just kind of like you know, tuck it into my purse or something else so that if I do happen to need it or find a lot of trash, I've got a place to put it. Um, and yeah, definitely like be safe while you're doing it, but go out there and, and try it and you'll get a feel for it. I'll add, if you're still littering, cut it out. Yeah, we'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it, it, it truly blows my mind. Like the number of things that we haven't stopped doing as a society like there's a lot of things on this list, but that that one of them isn't at least litter picking, not littering is, is yeah. crazy. Like it's, we've been hearing about so not simple. littering for so long. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, also, I was a Boy Scout. So that was like pretty, that was hammered in me pretty hard about taking out your trash. And we would do like community pro service projects like that. And yeah, so I've been like, I've known littering has been bad my whole life, I guess. <laughs> it's weird that people <laughs> don't, yeah. that. <laughs> haven't figured it out. Yep. Um, that's all right because now there's this episode to help guide them yeah to a better way of all, being they'll find it typing 
typing how not to litter into <laughs> Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Googling Sue Ishek trash. <laughs> yeah. So many people Googling that. I don't know why. Did, that, did you did you bring this topic so that this would be the top result instead of all yeah. the other things that come up? Um, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for bringing this topic. Uh, thank you. It's close to close to my heart for sure. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for for entertaining and for um, entertaining the topic and me also. Yes. Yeah. Uh, happy to happy to have you. These these fun remote episodes. Um, I should also say Sue uh, once provided us a couple of our teas. We had two teas on here that that Sue had bought for us. Yeah, I sure did. Um, there's actually another tea exchange that I, I had in mind, but this tea I can't always find all the time. So I haven't mm. yet brought that up, but Ooh, well then. <laughs> we'll be in touch. Look forward to that. Um, Sue, do you have anything you'd like to plug, let the people out there know about? I do. Um, despite my uh, filthy language and, <laughs> and opinions on trash, um, I... I'm a professional scientist and most of the time I'm well-behaved and professional and interesting, sometimes funny occasionally. So if you're into like gut microbiology and how microbes can help you digest food or help keep you healthy, especially if you happen to be a cow, um, you can follow <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm all over social media at Dr. Sue Ishak, um, S-U-E-I-S-H-A-Q. Uh, so yeah, you can follow my blog or on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr, in case anybody still happens to use Tumblr. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I have zero followers on Tumblr. Whenever I see somebody back in fashion, I'll be ready. Whenever I um, see someone have a Tumblr link on something, I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There was an option on WordPress, and I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> I have two things I want to say. One, Sue, I am a cow, so. Mm. <laughs> I'm so glad you're you're focused on me and, and my could, yeah reach my the real stakeholders. Um, but also, um, Tumblr is very I think still big with the teens because my niece, um, the night Taylor Swift released Evermore, sent me the link to her Tumblr so I could follow all the news. <laughs> wow, um, Tumblr maybe it's maybe it is making a resurgence. It fell because well because Yahoo bought it and it became like a weird. Thing. Oh, and they got yeah. rid of all the porn. They took all the porn off Tumblr. So that's, that was a big problem they had. <laughs> Usually when websites go away. It's um, honestly like you want to take your porn off? Fine. Nobody's going to go to your website anymore. <laughs> it, made, it made news at the time. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one keeping up on Tumblr news. <laughs> I, yeah, a, I, I would say I spend a lot of time. I just mostly auto reblog there. I had a, I had a Tumblr where I used to answer questions. Uh, I, it was just like an open thing where I'd an, and I'd answer them in a silly manner. It was like my one of an early comedy thing I tried doing. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> ended up following it, so then I just stopped doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Emily, do you have anything you'd like to plug? No. Wow. I have some shows, but I don't know the dates right now. Okay. Uh, we'll let people know when those come up. Personally, uh, I will let people know that I have a new sketch out. Uh, people know that I put sketch videos, I guess. <laughs> my latest one is called I Sold My Ham, <laughs> as in the meat. <laughs> uh, and it's on I thought YouTube. you were going to say mini fridge. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of selling and buying and uh, <laughs> things like that. Uh, nope, I sold my ham. Check it out. It's unlike any other video. It doesn't link to it, doesn't connect to any of them like the mini fridge would. <laughs> 
Although that's a good idea. Maybe I should do that as a sequel to that other sketch I did. But check it out at youtube.com slash Matthew, my full name, Armando. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's up there. Check it out. It was going to be a Valentine's Day sketch. And then it was Valentine's weekend and I didn't film it yet. So then I rewrote it. So it's a it's evergreen. You can watch it anytime you want. Perfect. Yeah. Um, it is about a date, though. Anyways, yeah, there we go. Are we good? Did we do everything? I'm good. That was great. Sue, thank you um, so much for being on the podcast. And thank you so much for listening. And I'm so glad we've officially met. Although I feel like I knew you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you. And uh, good to see you. It's been a long, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, sure. um, anyways, this has, uh, this is what, how do we end these podcasts? <laughs> Anyways, my, been... my name is Matt Armando. Hi, I'm Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD with Matt Emily. Hi. Hi.